And the winner is... Arctic Monkeys! That subscriber content, eh? That subscriber content, it just won't go away. It might hibernate from time to time and sink back into the swamp. I think the cyclical nature of the universe in which it exists demands it adheres to some of its rules. But it's always waiting there, just around the corner, ready to make its way into your ears and smash through the gated payment system. Sounding better than ever. And there's nothing you can do about it. Benefits such as getting ad-free episodes a week early with pre- and post-show chat relating to the monkeys, Last Shadow Puppets episodes, bonus podcasts, watch-alongs, plus helping us improve our sound with better equipment and services. Yeah, this podcast seems like it's fading away sometimes, but with subscribers, it will never die. Thank you very much for listening. We do truly appreciate it. Don't take that the wrong way. Uh, yeah, we'll invoice you for the subscription if we need to. We're Arctic Monkeys, this is Don't Believe the Art. That rock and roll, eh? Ladies! That sound means it's the end of the game. Time for the bonus question. Cheers, dude. That man just yawned. What do you call it, though? Don't Believe the Art. Hello, yes, it's the sound of Don't Believe the Hype, your weekly show taking a dip in the daydream of the band of a generation. It's a bit hot, but don't worry, we're hanging in there. Let's just ignore that half an hour I've spent moaning about it. That's just for the subscribers, the lucky devils. Yes, we're with you for the next hour or two as we work our way through Favourite Worst Nightmare with what can only be described as wild abandon. Joining me, Nick Lee, you can see both islands now, it's Dan Hall. Hey, Dan. <laughs> Hi, hi. I just want to clarify. It's it's the 25th of May. It's 17 degrees and it's nearly nine o'clock at night. It's not that hot, people. It's not that hot. It's being dramatic. Like, imagine when we do this pod, when we have our inevitable two-week heat wave that we have here in the UK. It's going to be well, fucking... I've, I've been warm for five days. I'm anxious because of football stuff. I don't think it's anything to do with the heat. I think it's it's to do with... <laughs> yeah, that's what I think it's to do with. I think you expected something that didn't happen and now you're fit to burst. And you're taking it out on me. And the no, no, I was, I was, always, <laughs> I, I'd already resigned myself to it not happening anyway. I, I did not expect it to. That's why, I'd, that's why I nearly didn't tell you. It was only, it was only because you were ribbing me a bit about being a sad fucking virgin. <laughs> when uh, did I do I, that? I, that I didn't happen. I don't know, up. Dan. You've made that. Up. I think I've got that never happened. I've got some stroke. I think I'm like hallucinating. I'm always very nice. <laughs> Everyone's uh, against me. I, I don't think I ever ribbed you about. It. I think you, you, you told me in a conversation of your own caught out of nowhere i'd suggest i don't think i don't think it was brought on by me ribbing you and you felt the need a sense of bravado to, to tell me that you had an imminent I, um lady i just friend. wanted you to think i was making progress i'm making this is why i've had me this is why i have uh i've had my hot girl summer i felt um, good about myself for the first time in years this last couple of weeks and now the heat is just taking it out of me the heat that isn't that hot yet yeah um, it has been. It has been. It was like 26 <laughs> it's, it's, on Saturday. No, it has been, yeah, but not today. Today's probably been, been running the, about. Today's probably been the least hot day for the past week. I'd even argue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I actually went out with t-shirt and shorts on to go to the doctors, uh, and uh, it was actually not that warm on the way back. I was went a bit cloudy, so I'm surprised. That's all I said. I'm surprised. 
serves me right. Oh yeah, you're against shots. So another thing, you're hot, but you refuse to wear shots, and you want us to have sympathy for you. So no one I mean, needs you're in the to house. See my legs. So. Well, you're in the no house. One my legs. No one's gonna see him on yeah, the couch. Yeah, in the in the house, I'm kicking around. In, have in you got shorts on now? Shorts. You wearing box shorts in the hair? I'm... No, no. I've got really? I've got, I've got, I've got my joggers on tonight. I've got shorts on. I've got shorts on. Good, good with, with no underwear underneath. Um, shall uh, well, Just, we should say. Tell, as well, tell me what we're doing. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say because this is going to be like end of the tour time that people hear this, but we, we're now two days away. Oh, sorry. Seven days away. That'll be next week. It'll be one night away next week when we record. We're seven days away from seeing our monkeys at the Lancashire Cricket Club in Manchester. Is this going to be um, like every episode from now on? Are we just going to be saying where it is in relation to us going to see them? Well, only for the next one, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty important. Since that we are an Arctic Monkeys <laughs> podcast on. and there's a tour on and people are going to be listening to it at the same time, I think it's good that we reference it, yeah, if you want my opinion. <laughs> is that, I mean... Sweat on my head. Not me. Yep, that's more important than the tour. If we don't talk about Arctic Monkeys while they're on tour and doing Glastonbury during our Arctic Monkeys podcast, I'll be honest with you, I think we'd have uh, missed a trick, uh, to be honest with you, considering the main goal of this. Yeah, considering they're only on tour for like, you know, a few weeks every three years, I think we can afford it some time. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) if you say so. All right, then. Well, what are we chatting about tonight, anyway? Well, we're going back into Glastonbury's and yeah. Well, we're going back. Yeah. We're going back in time to a track that we heard at our last venture to the Lancashire Cake Club, the Seattle Monkeys, um, 15, oh, 16 years ago, nearly. Okay. <sighs> I didn't moan about the heat then. No, no, you didn't. You were a young pop. You didn't have to moan about seventeen degrees. Uh, there's people listening in fucking South America. I saw them going, fucking hell, the English. <laughs> but yeah. Ah, that's uh, England. Uh, we are doing oh. <laughs> a bit of light racism. Um, we are doing the um, fourth track on this album, and it's Balaclava. And it is, uh, again, we sort of, sort of felt like that we had two massive hits. Then we had a bit of a, a dip, but a song that we liked. And then this one is not back up to the hits because next week is not just a hit it's like an old band classic isn't it but this is kind of in that middle ground as well of not being a huge hit but i think it's would you say it's a step up from tears for dangerous in terms of the album and songs in the whole context of things or, or same level you know uh, if you... I'd, I'd say same level like just, i think if, if you were to say put, to me like name some of the like middling album tracks on favorite worst nightmare i'd say tears for dangerous balaclava sessions the bad thing no, because I, I, no, I that, you know, that's that's beneath that. Crushing disappointment. Very good. Um, yeah, so so it's not, but but I do think there's a lot. I think it's got more uh, interesting discussion. And I've got you see now that you're already angry from the heat. I'm very excited about a bonus round that I've prepared because some things now they're going to piss you right off. Not at me at the. Well, we'll get to it. But should we have a listen to Balaclava first? <laughs> Are you pulling 
Coming from a burning building or falling into the shop. Only on that the evidence is pleasurable as a star. The confidence is the man above. It's all about the trait. And it's wrong, wrong, wrong. It's even hardly weight. That's right. You won't let her out inside. Now the shadows perform and the daggers are drawn. Who's the crooks in this Bit of Joe Wiley there. Is that Glastonbury? I think I think you missed the hand movement that I did when Joe Wiley came on. The, I can't uh, see you. I, I can't see you when you play clips. I've never been able to see you. You go off screen not? for me. No, I've never been able to see you when we play clips. You 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 disappear. Hang on. Do you watch him full screen? No. No, I, Should I? Weird that. Oh. No, no, I've, I have I've it got... down because I have my notes open. So, um, yeah, no, it just cuts to big screen video. Little me still. I'd rather it was you. Right. It I, I, I can still see. I can still see little you. So I, oh. I, I do all sorts when we. Maybe it's because you're. Yeah. Oh right, do you not? Yeah, so do I. But I, I know you can see me. But I just I thought you knew I could yeah. see you. Maybe it's because you're the admin. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I maybe I it's the I settings. All sorts of mischief, mate. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I do some horrible stuff. I have to apologise mm. to Joe Wiley. And I was family. just. <laughs> is it? Was it Glastonbury? So, yes, yeah, 2007 yeah. was indeed mm, the plagued Glastonbury. I really hope it's not going to be. This Glastonbury is another plate, like it's like plagued, amazing one, plagued. I hope that's not the route. I don't know why it would be like there's bands. That, who are the bands that do they're, they're getting into that territory of bands that do it? Like, uh, your Radioheads and your Coldplays do Glastonbury, Radioheads, more, your Coldplays, more than, and your, yeah, and they're getting into that. They're getting into that with free, aren't they? Because radio, I think Radiohead have done it maybe four, I think they did it night, like headline, like okay, computer, kid A, then maybe two more because they you know they've been going for a very long time so yeah. but if Adam monkeys are at three already well um so yeah i think they're getting into that territory but i hope it's not a plagued one i hope it's a good one i decided during that performance that this is a rung above these for dangerous particularly musically Same. it is way Same. musically better because yeah. these for dangerous barely had much to talk about in the music apart from the drums and the bass yeah. the guitar was very non-present in um yeah. that yeah, I also decided that um, having seen clips of your podcast last night and how unformed you seem, I think it's time you get over the heat, pick yourself up, and give us the same. Because I don't want to say that this podcast is more important than that one. I'll let the history books decide that. But <laughs> I'm fine now. I'm fine. I'm fine. Now we're into the swing of it. I'm fine. Yes, I was on form last night. Thank you very much. Thanks. Did you say I, I, noticed, I noticed. Or, or, or I said uninformed. On, on, or informed. No, you're very informed about both of these podcasts. You're very informed button to be fair stop it i'll give you stop that it. well that's why you, nobody does a podcast about stuff that uninformed unless it's like a joke one where you don't no, know so much but yeah right, apart from carl pilkerton well Katie, Katie okay Price has got one fair. out 
That's fair, yeah. People think they're informed on stuff that they're not. Yeah. Uh, but nobody does a fan podcast. That they're not. Actually, no, people probably do. I don't know. I hope Katie Price's podcast isn't about being a good mother. Mm. <laughs> maybe we should Maybe we should do a fan podcast, like tearing hers apart. We could do like a kind of we just we just go through her podcast and analyze everything she says and take the mick out of it. It could be like our like Big Brother's Little Brother, like yeah. But then what? What if she's like a new Caroline Flack and she offs herself? Because yeah, that's the, no, we couldn't, we couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't do anything that mean, could we? Because because it could in this day and age, it would look a bit for two men particularly to sit there go through this woman men. and then yeah, and, and then she does end up doing something and then we look bad. Yeah, basically it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Call, call the whole thing off. Cut that one then. Yeah, yeah call yeah, the whole thing off. What we'll do? I'll we'll delete the pilot episode we made last night. <laughs> <laughs> when I was on form. Oh, what a day! What a day! Right, let's go to the information action ratio. The information action ratio. Ain't that the place to go? No. Oh, you think, I knew you were going to do that. And I, I can't just get over a little it. note to myself that you're going to do that. We agreed that we were allowed to be excited about the new jingles until episode five, less adolescent. So I've got this week and next week, and then I have to let it go. But I mean, I, you created that jingle. If you, if you, well, next week is going to be a phenomenal part. I mean, yeah. I mean, the sheer excitement of doing less adolescent for a start, and then the excitement on top of it being the night before we go and see them. And I'll be coming down off the back of seeing Elton John the night before. I don't anything could happen on that pod. Anything could happen. Maybe I'll die. Maybe it'll all be too much for me. <laughs> I can't take it. Seeing two of my musical we've got, heroes we've both got in the, a lot, in the same a lot week. going on between now and then, haven't we? Yeah, you've got oh. some. You've got um, oh, this historic on. football um, win. Um, so yeah, it's a big week. It's a big week for us. Big seven days, this, isn't it? But only only one of those things has the the chance of being crushingly disappointment, unless Arctic Monkeys cancel. Only one of those things can be crushingly disappointing because is the football because it's it's a win or lose situation. Whereas Elton's going to be cracking out some hits and Arctic's are going to put on a great show. So there's no danger with well, those. Even, even if we lose on Sunday, I don't think I'll be crushingly disappointed because it's more than I expected. I'll, you'll be crushingly you know, crushing disappointed about the um, money uh, I've spent on going. Money you've spent uh, and the fact that you would have a great night if you'd won. Let's say you'd be nostalgic for what could have been. Let's say that. Yeah. In the same way that if Artics did get cancelled next Friday, I'd still say, well, let's go out on the piss. We've got the day off. But I'd be crushingly disappointed by the fact that there's no gig to go to. That's what we did for Pete Dockett, wasn't it? He yeah, best not cancel Dockett, again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we still got that in July as well. Yes, we but do. we played yeah. the information action ratio <laughs> jingle. Do you want to fucking crack on <laughs> Go. Um... Some, some of us have got heat stroke to put cream on. <laughs> Bloody hell. Right, um, we're gonna be like after the gig if it's hot. Then. Need to cream. You're gonna be like this. You're gonna be like this at the gig if it's a hot day. Oh, it's too hot. Oh, can we go home? No, no, can I'll, I'll just be leaving. Only only came, the came to see the hives. <laughs> You're coming out in hives. Balaclava. <laughs> Balaclava is the fourth track on the album and is two minutes and fifty-one seconds long and has sixty-eight point three million streams on Spotify. So around the same as last week. So uh, streaming figures-wise, similar, but I think musically, one tier above. It is one hundred and thirty-eight beats per minute and is in the key of B minor. Uh, speaking of minors, I'd just like to mention the passing of Ross Harris this week. <laughs> just thought about that on the spot then. Didn't intend that. Oh, I'm putting it out there. Oh, uh, 
Other key tracks in B minor are Fuck the Police Icon turned grumpy dad in every kid's comedy film, Ice Cube with No Vaseline, a song title with so much to unpack that we just don't have the time. Straight after uh, the Roll Harris comment as well. <laughs> no, feels wrong now, doesn't it? Oh, what is it? Uh, Vaseline will help with it. Well, yeah, with No Vaseline, it will. That generic pop punk band that did that cover. No, not that. No, that one either. You know, the I Will Survive one. Yes, it's Cake with The Distance. And the closest thing you'll get to normal if you grow up in the Jackson household, it's Janet Jackson with If. It has been played live 85 times, firstly on February 10th, 2007 at the Leadmill Sheffield Classic Venue. And lastly, on December 17th, 2007 at the Carling Apollo Manchester, I say, through gritted teeth for obvious reasons that everyone's aware of. So, uh, actually, they're exactly the, the same dates as last week. So, again, mirroring these for Dangerous, again, in terms of how long it has um, stayed in the set. I think it was, it was, it's been played live more, but it started and ended on the same date. So, it's been played live about eight times more than Days for Dangerous. So, they, it's a better song to play live, I imagine, if I'm being honest. Um, although we did hear that cracking version at the end of last week's episode of Days for Dangerous Live with the uh, rock instrumental, didn't we? Yes, I've edited we that, did indeed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good work. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still need to do that, but yeah. Well, you can edit this out. Edit this out, Nick. You can't. Shut um... up. Get off <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Drag it out just because of the heat stroke. Well, I'm done with the information action ratio. So, can we do the uh, reviews jingle then? Yeah. Or, or do you want me to quiz you on? Because I found I found two little you got a bonus round of like. No, it's not a bonus round, really. I just want to. Seeing as you've mentioned the live versions, I thought this would be the best time to do it because obviously uh, there's a. I feel all giddy today. A... I think it's the. I think it's because I'm one day away from finishing work and having ten days where I see Arctic monkeys. I'm getting all. This is this is what I was like last night. And I'm, I'm <laughs> would have uh... been good if you brought it along. Um... <laughs> I, I am. I am. I'm up, I'm up now. I'm up. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. On form, that's like a like in the back seat in the rear view mirror. <laughs> um, oh, that, don't, don't give me, don't give me a lyrical arm for that. It was crap. Uh, I don't deserve it. To. Good. Going to. Good. Going to. Right. Glad. So, on it next, go on. What was this? What, what, what song would you would you say Balaclava is closely related to in a lot of the live set lists? What, what's it? In terms of it, what's it normally next to? What was, it, um, what was it next to? A lot, well, I mean, uh, not just next to, but going from one into the other. I can't remember, but I'm going to say what I've put in my notes for later on, which I've always seen as a spiritual um, similar song to this, which is Fake Tales of San Francisco from uh, the first set. So I'll say that just in case they have the same feeling. Well, that is absolutely correct. Yeah. Ooh. So in, in much the same way as Teddy Picker, goes uh, used to go straight into um teddy picker used to go straight into <laughs> you see this is why we rubbish on game shows it all just goes out of my head and i know it because we talked about it literally two weeks ago so um <sighs> oh crying lightning yeah <laughs> I, I got really i think i've gone mental that's good though. gone <laughs> uh yes <laughs> anyway we can, right. can blame the heat stroke on that <laughs> So yeah, we've got we've got two little two little nice transitions here. So we'll, we'll just okay. just a little bonus clip, really, thirty odd seconds each, and we'll just let you decide which which one is the best. Yeah. Okay, so I get to decide which is the best. Okay, okay, I'll judge it like I'm on 
a shite. Okay. Well, first, first we're going Balaclava into Fake Tales. Let's have a look. Okay, Balaclava, where, where have you come from? How old are you? No, go on, go on. I'm 16 and I'm track four. Um, Carry on, go on. Why I bother? <laughs> why I bother? I arrange nice things for you. I'm doing the golden buzzer, Nick. <laughs> right. So let's have, yes, we'll have Balaclava into Fake Tales. Leader with you to take it off, but you resisted on the floor. Sorry, sweetheart, I'm much rather keep on the Balaclava. That, that that's going to take some beating because the the drum switch up there elicited a, an audible uh, ooh from me. So and as we Hard know, I'm a, big, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big uh, I'm always on about Helders. So yeah, that's a um, it's going to take a lot. That's all I'll say. It's going to take a lot. Yeah. But you know, but, man, well for, what, go on. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go. Next, we'll go for fake fake tales into Balaclava from last year, 2007, which we played a clip of before. But yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I've decided the, the winner gig. already. I was yeah. on the... Uh, yeah, but this is a bit like in Friends where they decide the winner and then Phoebe says, "We." I remember talking about Monica and Chandler's wedding while I was showering naked with Rachel. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and she's pulled it back. Let's have a look, shall we? It's good, it's nice, it's a smooth transition, but it doesn't elicit the same. Um, it's good, but it's uh, not the one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's not the first one yet, it's definitely. I mean, because there's also a certain amount of, um, I'm not saying it's a big amount of skill, but there's a certain amount of skill in being able to do that change up from what he was doing to that very quickly and for the rest of the band to react to it. I know they'll have rehearsed it, but still. So, yeah, number one. It's a yes from me. You've got two yeses. Go number on. Number one, come on down. <laughs> you remind me of a You're young to the final. <laughs> <laughs> I was bringing Stephen Gately into it. Leave him alone. That's what <laughs> Let the man's soul rest does. in peace. <laughs> I know what you've mentioned Louis so Walsh far. This so far since Leave for Lights come on, you've you've mentioned Stephen Gately in three different pods. <laughs> not going about Stephen Gately, Lynn. You're never going to meet him. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh... <laughs> Definitely not now. Right, let's get to the views then, shall we?
I hope he does that audience singer that line when yeah. we see them yeah, next yeah, week. You yeah, and yeah, me both. Yeah, you and me yeah, both. Yeah. I'll be ready. Because half the crowd won't be thinking it, probably. So we'll be all right. We'll be, yeah. we'll be well, part judge, of the, judging we'll, by, we'll the, be by the internet, showing comments, support. Everyone will be at the bar there. It'll, it'll just be us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll just be us at the front. Because everyone. No, no, because no, suddenly, ever since the cars come out, suddenly everyone loves Tranquility Base now. So like, oh, can't wait to hear that one. Like, yeah, just just hope they don't play those shit new ones. But all right. Just how uh, as soon as Tranquility Base <laughs> came out, everyone loves Humbug all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. The next one, everyone will be on the cut. Everyone will be going, that mirror ball is a classic. There we go. And yeah. going, I've been saying it for four years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and luckily, uh, we've documented it all. So we've... Uh, we've, not, we've, our we've listeners, not our listeners. We're not talking about you, listeners. We're talking about... Oh, no, no, no. Our listeners, super, super cool people, our listeners. The ones, that, the ones that like the first two albums, moaned about them for five years and then... Fucking fell in love with AM and then moaned about them for another eight years. We're talking about those people. That's what we're talking about. We're, we're talking about no, the, you people, the people on the internet. The people on the internet who aren't allowed to wear socks. Who have to yeah, wear if you want to eat, eat soup. If you want to know, if you're in a different country and you want to find any of those people, because other countries, apart from England, are usually quite respectful and nice about a lot of the monkeys are very yeah, supportive. Cool. If you're in another country, then go on Facebook, search enemy, click on that, and then go to any Arctic Monkeys post and look for the comments thread, and then you'll see yeah. the type of people we're talking about. Yeah. Or XFM, either or. Um, hate the English, yeah. Oh. Passion, passion. The cars. English, he says the English at one point. In on, um, Have uh, on the, the car, English. is it the car? Or is it Mr. Schwartz? Mm. It's the, the car, it's the have car. The English, yeah, car. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Don't have lunch with the English if you if you're listening and you're not from England. No. Don't bother unless you, want, from us. Unless you want some patio <laughs> furniture getting thrown about. <laughs> Apart from us and Artie Monkeys, don't bother. So, reviews the ball. Yes, I've had to go to these lumps to find reviews this week. Um, the Boar did a review last year of Favourite Worst Nightmare at 15 and said, the quick tongue-twisting lyrics of Balaclava perfectly capture the excitement of their antics. It's easy to imagine them running in alleyways of the houses shown on the album cover when listening to this song. I thought that was a nice observation. This is what gives the mm. album such vibrancy. Yeah, I thought that was very nice, actually. Enemy's greatest song list, as ever, puts this at number 75 even if this one is rather clunky and monotonous in places a rare negative comment from the incredibly tight riffs and unexpected explosive outbursts save the day it's pushed forward by enough revved up adrenaline to make you feel invincible so that so that on the list is 25 below d is for dangerous which sat at um 50 how do you feel about that it being 25 lower than yeah, dangerous the greatest song list it's an odd isn't it Above. At the very least, it should be it should be above, but at the very least, it should be near, nearby. Yeah. You know, yeah. Strange that, very strange. Maybe they like these for dangerous more. Maybe people just like the lyrics of these for dangerous. But maybe the favorite nightmare line bumps it up. I don't know. I don't know. Well, go have the album title in the lyrics if you want to chase the funding, aren't you? <laughs> it's health and safety, isn't it? Far out magazine. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's far <laughs> out. <laughs> I just whenever I say something like that, I always think uh, you've got issues. Yeah, of what car magazine? Far <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Out Magazine did a list last year, relatively, of the 10 worst Arctic Monkey songs. <laughs> oh, is this if this is your bonus round? <laughs> <laughs> well, they placed Balaclava in this list at number six. Now, now that doesn't that isn't annoying, is it? The bonus round will annoy you when we go through the list. But th this th that being in the list isn't that outrageous, is it, Barclay? That isn't too outrageous. Yeah. What is outrageous is this: 
While the juvenile ways of Riot Van had a youthful charm going for it, by the time Balaclava came around, you wonder whether they should have known better. They were floating around 22 years old at this stage. Were they really still running about in the next-door neighbor's garden? That slight faux rebelliousness just taints this track with a mild cringe. I mean, a, a vast misunderstanding of the lyrics of this song, I would say, almost definitely, as we'll get to, so that annoyed me. The inclusion in this list, however, comes with an apology to Matt Helders, who achieves hamster wheel speeds on the hi-hats to drive this sky like along. Thus, the song might be questionable, but if comes on shuffle in the gym, then you're still not hitting skip. There's plenty of craft in the pause of the melodic chorus too, but all that can't save it from the sense that it's a bit dated and touched by artifice. Now, apart from the misinterpretation, I would say vastly and widely of the lyrics, it didn't annoy me too much with that, because uh, as ever, if you have to do a list of 10 Arctic Monkey songs, it's like picking, you know, it's you know it's like picking the ten worst Scorsese films or you know something like that. So there, are, it's hard to do that. So I am some your sympathy. Ten, fa- ten favorite debil- debilitating wasting diseases. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, I give them I give them some credit for that. Okay, and I thought okay, I'll give them some credit. You have to do. It. I mean, they didn't have to make the article. They did, but and you have to pick ten. When I saw some of the songs that were in this list, well, we do a bonus round. You know. Your your mere presence tonight had picked me up a bit, and now now you're showing that it's a double edged sword. Because now look now because because we'll know that we're right, and everyone listening to this will know that we're right when we pick calls in in some of this list. Some of this list is probably accurate, but you know we've got the higher ground. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> so well, I've just, I've just thought of something that's going to be in there, and I'm going to be very annoyed. Let's do it. That sound means it's the end of the round. Time for the bonus question. So, Nick, let's start with what they've said is the worst Arctic Monkeys song of the whole catalog. So, B-Sides are in this. This is the whole catalog. Uh, it was last year, so the car wouldn't have been... Uh, the car wasn't out yet. This was pr- this was like, you know, build up to the car promotional yeah, material. Yeah. So, Oh, not- let's, cele- let's celebrate the new album. I, I think, actually, wait. Decided right. <laughs> with the 10 worst songs, yeah. Worst Everyone else is doing their best. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, 14th of December 2002. So the car has come out at this point. Hang on, let me just... I'm 22. Yeah, yeah, car's been out a couple of months. Okay, let me just... Ah, sorry. Yeah, okay, sorry. I've completely... Don't know why I said that. Ignore what I said, because I'm talking... I've just had a brain fart. Maybe it is hot. Okay, so what's your worst... What do you think their worst Arctic Monkeys song is? I can can give you... I can give you uh, not a clue, but I I can tell you... Era, the, the, for some of these, obviously, you're going to be annoyed by and you're going to think they shouldn't have done that. But for this one, what they put as the worst, I'd say you could fairly say that they have made an accurate decision is what I'll say as a clue. You could say I couldn't I wouldn't argue with it. I mean, I would, but Wait, uh, I don't think anyone would. Yeah, that's the worst song they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like it, but I can't argue with it. I do. You know, you know, I have a particular love for the song, but. So they said about it, B-sides are just a bit of fun. They offer an artist a liberated space for a bit of exploration, and by rights, they should be saved from inclusion in this list. Correct. Especially given that Arctic Monkeys are their first modern proponent. Very good. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's true, actually, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. However, 2013 is inexcusable no matter what guys you frame it in. Trying to be prescient about the rise of technology in 2013 is like putting a tenor on a team who are 3-0 up with 10 minutes left. Disagree with that. We're constantly changing and evolving, but yes, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you didn't like, especially since they made a particularly well, fuck off, made a particularly prescient technology-based album just five years later. If it was already in its sell-by date then, then. Um, yeah. and referring to an iPhone as a transmitter with a little shiny fruit on the back is neither big nor clever. I like that metaphor. 
I always like that lyric. It's daft. They do that with like, B-sides early. They go daft. They do that with album tracks. Yeah. He's, you know, Dirty Dogs and Movie Chair is fairly daft. That's what I like about Alex. Yeah, he's yeah. not he's not he's not scared of being a bit silly, even though he can also yeah. be quite um yeah, he can be quite um prescient with his lyrics, but he doesn't like mind being a bit daft. Yeah. There's always, always there's always room for silliness. Not a lot of there's no I can't think of any other songwriter in the last 25 years who would put out the lyrics to Don't Sit Down because a movie chair like without fear of a backlash. Do you know what I mean? Like to make a sort of desert rock song and then put these silly lyrics in it. Like no one's got the balls to do that. And they're very funny as well. So that that might have been okay, they say, but the chorus truly Chernobyl's an already ill-fated disaster zone. Hush. It's not quite a car crash. It's a six pile car. It's a six car pile up. If they, if this arrived in my inbox from the PR of some, I hate these kind of points. If this arrived in my inbox from the PR of some unsigned band, I'd more than not getting anywhere and condemn it to the trash can. I mean, but a band, and a band wouldn't be in that position making that. I mean, yeah, of course, Arctic no. Monkeys would. I don't think Arctic Monkeys would send, if they were an unsigned band, I think they'd have more. Send this as like the example of the songs that they've got. This this is the band that just made a silly B-side. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a completely different situation. There's no way I can I can see it. Again, this is that thing of people that don't understand their humour. Them putting out a song called 2013 with these lyrics, they would find that hilarious and, and almost yeah. trying people. That's what, that's what people don't get. And that's why they think it's cringy when it's not. Anyway, don't want to fangirl too much. Um, we're defending them, staunch defenders. Yeah. So number two, so we are we are defenders of any poser or professional of our own. Wee, you getting a lyrical arm for that or we're moving nah, on? No, no, okay, no, we've, no, we've got stuff to do. Okay. Uh, we have so number two. I think this is this is a track that I would say should be nowhere near the worst ten songs, but also could be persuaded. And I think you would put in the top 10. Now, number two, it certainly should be not. But I think you would put it on number, uh, number uh, not in the top 10, certainly. In the top 10, you would put it there. Not on number oh, two. Uh, I want it all. <laughs> yeah. I want it all done. Um, we are excellent here. Um, well, I've always loved it. I think the, um, I, I just love it. I, I, I will admit it's a, you know, black, um, but I really love the, the falsetto Alex miniature whiskey shared your coke hotel room bit. I think that that kind of gets me a bit horny that line, to be honest with you, much like all of AM, you know, the idea of being in a hotel room with a girl drinking miniature whiskeys and coke and then just fucking each other's brains out. What's not sexy about that? <laughs> not to like saying that loudly through the wall. Birthday present. Um, when Ozzy Osbourne was presented, um, sorry, when Ozzy Osbourne was presented with a modern bit of metal, he proclaims in a grovel that this is music to have a fucking brain aneurysm to. That is a bit like what I want it all is like listening to. This horribly irritating riff, hush, rattles about as pleasingly as a loose filling. Then there is something about the chanted vocals and the swampy top line melody therein that reminds me of the feeling of having food trapped between your molars that you just can't wiggle out with your tongue. And it's that bad. Oh, it was a nice spot. Oh, I got and... summer in your teeth. Sticks around like summer in your teeth, that. <laughs> you dying for a lyrical army? You gagging? Are they it? just deliberately giving us lyrics in all these little reviews here? <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were, but they're not. There is a nice splattering of hotel room imagery on display that checks you into the imagination's room five hundred five, make, but makes but mu the music makes it an unpleasant stay. Um, yeah, I, I I really like it on it all. I'll admit it's a bit like a kind of um, a song that T Rex might have gone. Yeah about but it's a glam stomping fun and i really for me if it, i agree you take the breakdown alex falsetto 
which I used to always assume was Helders at first when the album first came out, but then obviously it's Alex slipping into his falsetto, which is always nice. If you take the hotel bit out, I would, and it was just that monotonous the whole way through, then I would agree that there's not much to it. But I think the hotel bit yeah. saves it for me, and it certainly shouldn't be the second worst Attic Monkey song of all time. No, especially seeing as they've already said they're quite willing to put B sides in there. So, yeah, yeah, if you're putting B sides in, there's plenty of you know. But number three is a song that we definitely would put in the top ten. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah. I, well, I'm not going to give it its review from them because we'll be discussing it in coming weeks. But uh, yeah, number three is the bad thing. Number four, this is the, they say is the fourth worst song, Artie song. It's off the debut. Um, is it? Is it? Um, you probably couldn't see for the lights. Nope. Vampires. Yep. Which I, I think yeah, yeah, I just... one one of them two. They're, they're probably the two. The two from though... the album. Even though doing our episode on it gave me a new appreciation of vampires, they're still probably the two weakest on that album. Oh yeah, but that again, that's like picking, you know. But um, but I think it gives a good indication of what was to come. But but yeah. I I think it's unfair though if you're including B sides to put it in a top ten of the worst songs. I don't think it belongs in the top ten worst. I think it, I think it's of the two worst tracks on that album if you're going to rate it that way, but I don't think it deserves to be number four, top five of the worst Static Monkey songs. Yeah, that's ridiculous, um, isn't it? Yeah, they say, it's, whatever people say, is a masterpiece. In fact, it's sort of masterpiece that time will not touch. When it comes to an accomplishment like that, you wouldn't really want to touch a hair on its head, which is what we've said a lot, that you even we wouldn't change anything anyway. However, it seems that in the times turning that the record will appeal in, the consensus would usually be that if you had to lose one song, then it would be this one. But for me, actually, I would use I would lose you probably over over this. I think I could live without I that. I do like the Frank Spencer line. Maybe I'm being biased because of my new hatred towards Frank Spencer from the episode. But um, I think I would lose you probably out of all the tracks on there. Personally, they're saying it's it's trashy and it was in a way refreshingly heavy when it was released, helping to set them aside as an indie outfit with plenty in their arsenal. <laughs> It also had a pointed intent about the posers he tagged along for the ride that now seems aptly prophetic. Uh, nevertheless, it's still the sk skipper. Uh, I don't think I skip it, but okay. Now, number five. The fifth worst Latin Monkey song, in their opinion, is off Tranquility Base. Uh, and it's going to be Golden Trunks, is it? Nope. <laughs> You'd think, wouldn't you? <laughs> I've seen I've seen I've seen people on Reddit recently when they've been asked for the worst song like having Golden Trunks there. Right. Um, if they, I, if I, actually, I actually quite like Golden Trunks, but I would still say it's I do. The, my least favorite song on there. But I really like yeah, it. Same. But I can't think of anything I like less. So again, it's another. What's my least favorite favorite? You know, what's my favorite was Nightmare. <laughs> you could say. Oh, no. uh, is 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 this gonna is is this where it's gonna really start annoying me now? Um, potentially, yeah. I don't think there's one that's gonna really. Gay. I've got two in mind for tranquility. Then is it Star Treatment? No. Is it uh, Monster Truck Front Flip? Nope. Right, science fiction or Backphone? Then is it? Nope. <laughs> I mean, we're dangerous close to getting American Sport. <laughs> no, American Sports is a masterpiece in my opinion. By the way, I'm responding to the list. I'm, I'm just saying that, that I love America. I love the duo. What of, is it then? I, I can't what listen to it? one point perspective without listening to American Sports. I think it's one. Song. This is this is going to annoy me now. Well, I, I know. Do you want, do you want to know? Um, I'll give you. Well, well, I'll give you a clue, which will basically give you the answer if you want. Um, it 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 features Josh Homme. 
A. Josh Hame. Hum, Hummy, whatever. And Tranquility. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Um, now you're putting doubt in my head, but I'm 99% sure it is, yeah. She, she looks you? like fun. Yeah. So so yeah, one of, he does a back he home. does he does a back he does a backing vocal. Does he? He's not prominent, but he's involved in the mix, I'm sure. He's one of the ones that goes, She looks like fun. No, no, that's Cam Cam Avery doing that. No, I thought he was also part of it and they've just mixed a few together. That, that I remember I reading don't that. Think so. I, know, I, I, I don't think so. I don't I think he is. Because when it when it first came, when I first heard the leaked version of the album, I was convinced it was Iggy Pop singing the. Um, mm, does sound like a bit. Singing like the she looks like fun bit, but but well, while you look, no, no, it's, uh, it's Cam all, Avery. Okay, we'll take that. I, I may yeah. have, like I say I was on a lot of drugs at the time. Um, I may have misremembered or I might be getting mixed up. Oh, I really thought I'd read that, but yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm quite upset that. Can, can we just forget the Josh Hom thing and just? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget that. That's a side issue. She looks like fun. And it could quite team. easily be back next week. Oh, given it's been sound checked. And the verses, I love. And when we finally get to that, um, you know, that I very much have a lot to say on the lyrics. So a great tune. For well, me. I'm, I'm trying to scroll down through Josh Josh Hom's Wikipedia, but it's taken me about three weeks to get through the. Yeah, because he's on everything. Moving on. But why are you doing that? I'll, I'll just give you a brief on why they picture you look like fun. Um, Alex said, they quote Alex as saying, I remember when I first started writing songs and writing lyrics, I really wanted to be able to write an I am the walrus style song. Alex Turner once said, I found it very difficult. You listen to that and it sounds like it's all nonsense, but it's really difficult to write that sort of thing and make it compelling. John Lennon definitely had a knack for that. I remember that's a quote when I think he's talking about Arabella. They say, yes, the age old problem with nonsense poetry is that if you get it right, this is going to really annoy you. So Pay attention because it really annoyed me. Oh. Yes, the age-old problem with nonsense poetry is that you get it wrong. It simply sounds like nonsense. The rambling display of it here also lacks rhythm, creating a jarring mix that failed to hit the high-handed step by the rest of the record. So they like tranquility. What's more, it also features Bukowski and the less said about him, the better. Side issue. But, right. Uh, yeah, I didn't get that. I, did, I, I googled him to see if he was involved in anything um, tenuous, but I couldn't. I couldn't see much. Bit, I think, I think there's been a, a bit of a backlash, bit of a misogynist. But I mean, yeah. if we're going to go back that far for misogyny, then I mean, yeah. So it was yeah. everyone. Um, yeah. But but not worth mentioning, anyways. Not, unless he did something really bad, and I apologise that we don't know that. But were they clearly? If you're gonna like, they did it with Balaclava as well when they talked about the lyrics in Balaclava in, in the in the the comment. If you're gonna say this, you gotta at least research what the song might be about. And they've had a. They obviously don't know about the Instagram. And the comments on social media in the verses, and they don't know that the 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 chorus is inserts from his girlfriend's Instagram, uh, Taylor Bagley. So it's not just nonsense poetry; it's it's the Instagram, and it, it's poignant if when matched with the lyrics. So fuck off, um, basically to someone outrageous. And, and that if, that's they're in gonna, there if they're going to level the whole level the claim that it's rambling it's like a rambling stream of consciousness then pick on star treatment first <laughs> yeah i mean yeah yeah if, if i mean star treatment, then say, move on to she looks like fun we're, we're not saying it's rambling but if you're gonna pick one for that particular complaint then surely start treatment is the natural selection for that yeah maybe yeah. Na natural selection should have come into play before this can't wrote this article. Um, <laughs> number, <laughs> number six is Balaclava, as we've already said. Number seven, 
so the car was out. This song, number seven of the worst Arctic Monkey songs of all time, is from the car. And now, much like this reviewer liked Tranquility but Picture You Look Like Fun, he starts the explanation of this track with, the car is an excellent album, but... And then uh, this song is the selection. So um, I have to say I was <laughs> I was shocked. Uh, and I, I mean, have a clue. Can... Well, I have a guess, and then I'll give you. I'll give you a clue. No, no, no. I'll give... Do you want a clue? The clue is that th this is a song that it annoys me that it's there, but it'll annoy you more. Like it's not Mirrorball, which Hello would make you. me no, not Hello You, but like you, yeah. you, you will be annoyed more. Like Mirrorball would send me into a tirade if Mirrorball was in the worst Atom Monkey songs of all yeah. time. Like I, this one possibly sends you into a similar tirade. I think based off what you've said, what I think I think it's you. No, no. Oh God! Imagine that would be a horrendous decision. This is also a similarly. It's, it's up there as a horrendous decision, though. It's it's on that, not quite on that level. No, it is on that level. I'm going to say it is on that level, but it doesn't annoy me no. as much as they would. But I think it'll annoy you the same. And not sculptures, surely. Yep. That the seventh worst Arctic Monkey song. This person is saying is sculptures of anything goes. Oh, oh, we need them. We've had, we've had like nearly 10, nearly like <laughs> seven, or eight, seven, eight years of, oh, they need to get back to something rocky. Oh, I want something heavier. And then they do it. It's like, oh, no, not like that. So he said, he, he says, there are snippets of the car where you find yourself laughing, wondering whether Alex Turner is taking the piss with a bit of self parody. There are snippets when you, yes, even you, have followed them through thick and thin and been thankful for all your horizons that they have helped to broaden, crave the flashy chorus of an old debut album classic. Now, I have no problem, like we've said the car, you know, when we get to it and we might have different layers of appreciation for it by then, but, you know, the car isn't um, perfect or or it's a mood it's a mood album. It's much like other bands, arts, like Radiohead and stuff, where you have to be in a certain mood, perhaps, which is fine. And then there's hits on it as well. But I don't think so. When I say that, I'm talking about um, the car, Mr. Schwartz, Perfect Sense, um, Jet Skis on a Moat, perhaps the songs that I have to be in a certain mood for. Whereas I would class Mirrorball, Sculptures, Body Paint, Hello You, Big Ideas for Me personally, yeah. um, as songs that I that I can crack on at any point and enjoy them. Same. Yeah, and I think it find it bizarre to. I agree with the sentiment. But it's bizarre that sculpture is the song that does that. He says, he says it lingered this feeling, these fleeting thoughts of, of negativity about the album linger longest on sculptures of anything goes. The song feels rambling despite an impressively impending soundscape. I mean, that's enough in it. The wavering top line gives you nothing to cling on to. You'd so you drift along approaching boredom. I mean, I, I what they're saying is it should build to more of a crescendo, perhaps, which you know, perhaps it could do. But you could, could you say that about like, do I want to know? It's a similar kind of just because it's a bit more. I don't know. I don't know what people want. What people want, Nick. I think I'm it's a no, great song. Welcome to my world, Dan. I don't think anyone's had any issues with it opening the set because it has that nice, it's a nice opening vibe, isn't it? You know, you do that, then you go into Brainstorm. Boom. Uh, it's a strange one, that, isn't it? Very strange. Right. Number eight, because we don't want to spend too time on this, but number eight is on um, if you can get over that. Which is outrageous. That's the most outrageous one. I think uh, I've got issues with the others, but they're not as outrageous as sculptures. Okay. I've got issues with this next okay. one, actually, quite a lot, actually, for me personally. But uh, this one's on Humbug. Don't worry, no, it's not Connor. It's going to be Jewel's hands, isn't it? No, no, it's not. It's not. As ever, this guy isn't picking the ones that you might naturally expect. Although you might think this. 
I wouldn't. We wouldn't. But, you know. I am the third. No, but that is my least favorite song of Fun Book. <laughs> so to Same. Put that out there too early, but oh, it is. But, but no, I was thinking about this. But I like I, it. I, I love. I love the bit where the solo comes in. I love the bit. That's the only bit. Uh, yeah. It's a perfect um, stoned song to listen to. Yes. Much like yeah, all of them, but you know that bit in particular is very, yeah. is very good. Stoned. Um, I don't know what they can. It's, it's not a single, is it? Whatever they picked. No, it's not a single. Right, that's something. First half of the album. Secret door. No. Dangerous animals. Yeah, dangerous animals. Which I really like. Oh. I think it's a tune. I love dangerous. Yeah. Animals. I think the drums in Dangerous Animals are exceptional. It's some of his best work on the album, Dangerous Animals, apart from Pretty Visitors, goes without saying. It's a really good drum song. I'm that just bit, glad it wasn't you know, the, approaching. That would have killed it, me. There's a video of him doing that bit when they used to release the videos, and it, the you know the when he's doing the drums, and it's dun dun dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keyboard, that yeah. bit, yeah. Three, it's three um, Humbug was a daring expedition into desert rock, and without it, I doubt the Arctic Monkeys would be the same band today. Whether you love it all over, it pushed them on to on to scale new peaks of artistic development. However, Dangerous Animals didn't manage to achieve much more than establishing Turner as a fantastic speed speller under pressure. Um, lyrics of Dean for Dangerous are very good, actually. If you buy again, if you bother to interpret any of these lyrics, like what's the what's the point in list? What's the point in doing the worst songs of, the, of one of your favorite bands that has the best lyricist of the last twenty years? Not bothering to learn the lyrics anyway. I'll be here all night. For... With a heavy riff that the melody struggles to lift, the whole thing just comes across as a bit unpleasant enough. I completely agree. Dangerous Animals is one of my favorite songs of Humbug. It's not one of my favorite. Like you know, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's it's up there. And I love the lyrics and I love the drum solo a bit as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It certainly wouldn't right. be in my bottom. I don't think. Um, we shall see when we get to it next year. Um, number nine is off AM. Second one off AM. I mean, well, it's, it's a gonna... strange thing of any songs from AM being in it, considering it's lauded as like a perfect album by many. But I want it all mm. makes sense. Not a number. Not a number two. But um, it's not. Uh, it's not mad. Mad sounds on fireside. Is it? No, thank God. I was surprised if it was um, my sounds. I don't like the lyrics. He just talks about sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I can't even. I mean, I've, I've, I'm going to have to have a look at AM, aren't I? I mean, don't, don't let it be out. I want. I mean, this this feature is just basically me saying, "Please don't let it be this. Please don't let it be that." <laughs> but basically, there's, there's been there's been there's been three that we've been comfortable with. I'd say we 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 let 2013 and the bad thing slide oh, fairly, and we let Balaclava slide, and we could just about let actually four. One in all, one it all. We can just let it slide. It's a bit high in the list, but but these last six have been. It's like he ran out of. You went, oh shit! There's only four bad songs, so now I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to like, oh. do you know what I mean? It's like I'd rather he just threw like the nettles, and and if you found this, it's probably too late in there. You know what I mean? Um, uh, yeah. Chumley or summer, yeah. Just, just throw those ones in. Ugh, bizarre. It's not, it's not one for the road. He obviously thought, right? It can't all be B sides either because that's ridiculous. So I've got to find some album tracks that I don't like as much as others. It is one for the road. Well then, <laughs> um, he says. There are moments on this album when you can hear them searching for the hook and it approaches the brink of commercial catchy tropes. I mean, AM is one of is the most commercial catchy album they've ever done. So, yep, that was why it was such a commercial success. They always had the craft to skirt this and offer up individuality by effortlessly combining rock with hip-hop. But on reflection, this is uh, too close to corny 
I disagree massively. And I think it's uh, sexy as fuck. It's the most hip hop on the album, probably. It's like a kind of catchy hip hop song. The falsettos are great. And it's about shagging like all the other songs. And it puts you in the mood for late night drinks and a text of you still up <laughs> at 2 a.m. So yes. <laughs> you still awake? The text that every woman hates to receive from some bloke <laughs> that she spoke to on Twitter three times. Uh, not Twitter, uh, Tinder. I was going to say with the so, Twitter thing, it felt very personal then. Yeah, it did, uh, no, no, it wasn't. I meant, I meant Tinder. I meant Tinder. It's me that was doing that a few years ago. Don't worry. You're still up at 3 a.m. while I'm shaking. Can't go to sleep. Um, only ones who know. Oh, shit, I've said it. So there you go. Number 10 is only ones who is it, know. Is it yeah, only yeah, ones yeah. who know? Yeah, yeah. Which, so they've done two off a.m. and two off favorite worst nightmare. Suck so, okay, um, so you're not getting picked on. Thank God, if they'd have put... The, oof. the album that features Brick by Brick, not getting picked on. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Again, I'd be happy with Brick by Brick to be in there from a point of view of, yeah, okay, you know what I mean? I'd rather that than some of them sculptures. But So, worse than the list, sculptures should never, shouldn't be anywhere near the list. One for the Road shouldn't be anywhere near the list. I wouldn't put only ones who know in there, to be honest. I think it's a tune. No, but, no um, beautiful. Beautiful, yeah, correct. Um, but, I mean, I think what's happened with this list is he, he, he's right, right. I've got 10, but they're all B-sides. That's not going to look good. It, the list is pointless then, so I need to put some album tracks in. Right, I'll pick on... I've got to find, I've got to find two on AM, just because you can't go AM's perfect. So he's found two weak ones on AM to put in there. And then he's... And then he... I mean, I want it all I'll accept, but one for the road. And then he's gone, right, well, Tranquility's divisive, but I like it, so let's find... And then the car, he goes, I like the car, but what would I put on? <laughs> I'd even be more like if he'd put, like... The car or Mr. Schwartz on, on it are perfect sense. I'll be like, well, it's not everyone's jam, that kind of thing. So I get it. Sculpture I mean, is very the, odd. The car is my least favorite song on the car, I think. I quite like it. I think my least favorite song is um, Perfect Sense, to be honest. Uh, no, that's unfair. No, actually, my, my least favorite song of the car is 100%. I ain't quite where I think I'm. See, that was my favourite early on, but now it's just... Yeah, I'll fine. give my reasons when we get to it of why it's my least favourite. It's the one time Arctic Monkeys have done something to me that other bands do. Um, and I'll get to that when I do it. I mean, they haven't molested me or anything, don't worry. Um... Yet. Not for lack of <laughs> trying. I fucking wish they would. Um, right, yeah. so that's the bonus round. Exceptionally long bonus round. So, should we get to the music? If Brian Storm was held as tune, this is O'Malley's yeah, yeah. Well, even more so, even more so than these for dangerous. Though. I mean, yeah, I do. Think yeah, so. yeah. Because yeah. these for dangerous is a combo, isn't it? It's a combo hit. It's held. It's hip hop held as. Yeah, this is this. You're right. Actually, this is another cool baseline from Nick's debut, isn't yeah. it? This is the. It's, it's like a scale, away. isn't it? It's like you know when you learn the scales, like the. Um, but it's yeah, very fun and catchy. Drives the song. The whole song is based around again around this this baseline, much like Days for Dangerous. So he was getting his finger DNA in the band very early, wasn't he? On this, apparently Teddy Picker as well. Don't, don't say, don't talk about getting DNA into places. <laughs> Why? Because you desperately want to. Another one that feels very <laughs> hip hop influenced, isn't it? Again with the drums. Um, there's something about the guitar as well that's like, even though it's quite rocky in the choruses, the verses are very hip hoppy with that kind of 
ding ding like you can imagine someone rapping over that like in that kind of um hippie you know hip -hop which guitar. i thought was what i was gonna get when you sent me that that uh rap song called balaclava this afternoon no i, I wanted someone else to be crushingly disappointed by that as well because it popped up when yeah, i searched thanks. balaclava on spotify and i thought oh i wonder and nah but i'd already done my research on this so i would have found it anyway so you know this one actually speaking of th this one actually always felt like the closest to temptation for me uh well, li yeah, lyric lyrically and lyrically and musically actually because that's kind of about you know neighborhoods i know this one isn't perhaps about that necessarily but the the guitar at first is much like the last one imitating the bass mm. one guitar they both are but one's alex i assume distorted guitar and one yes. is a cookie monster special lighter yes, yeah. bit of reverb delay maybe on the yeah very much the sound is special sound on this album isn't it that, that's the cookie monsters trademark specifically on this and humbug as we've said before yeah. this is where he goes yeah very um yeah uh, very interesting but but it does change for the chorus, and it's weird because it, it suddenly goes less hip hop, more rocky. I'd say a bit Queens of Stone Age again, a bit of the Cookie Monster again, getting in there with his Queens of Stone Age ness. Um, like if you were Josh Home listening to the, like, I better listen to this band because I might be doing the record. You listen to this and you go, I'm quite hip hoppy, and then the chorus are coming in and they go, Oh, this sounds a bit like, uh, you know, um. A song off uh, songs for the deaf or something that kind of sound there yeah it, it, what was it it's an interlude it's chorus it's a bit of everything in it really the, the, this, so it's another weird one that doesn't have a natural structure i'd say um i do love speak we said about nick but i do love what helders does there though because there's no like what you'd say normal drum beat that would go with this because you have to be a bit inventive with it, I would imagine, if they're just doing this kind of doom, 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 like, you know, and the guitars are doing their thing. And I mean, thankfully, Mr. Helders is the, the king of inventive, creative drums, isn't he? So, but he, he does that thing again that we talked about where he mirrors the drums, you know, like the um, the bit in Brian Storm when it's just him and Alex and it's the doom, 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 and he's kind of, and then he's just doing the guitar as well. Yeah, he, he mirrors the guitar. Um, do you know what takes this above a spot above Balaclava for me as well? Um, that always impressed me. We've talked about it before, but the mini pauses and mini breaks that they do are like full on here. It's like like instant. It's like like when it's a pause and then you come back in, you could see how you could rehearse that, but you have to be so tight if you're gonna put these little pauses and stops and everything in there like that it's like and just come back in perfectly every time like because normally like live like the brian storm bit for example live they'll stop and you hear helders hits a drum first so he does a kind of quick to come in so the rest of the band know to come in but when the pauses when the pauses is quick you don't know you just go in you got you got to go off your knowledge of the song and playing it like it was on the record i suppose so i'll just practice but it's pretty insane I know it's something that I've tried to do in bands before and not it's so hard. You have to be so good timing wise <laughs> yeah. and willing to try, I guess. But yeah, um, you get a learning together, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, I do think that is true. I think they have a psychic connection from learning together and knowing each other for years. That I, I imagine it's actually no sweat off their nose to do it. I imagine it's actually, to me, it sounds like you'd have to rehearse it for ages. But yeah, to them, it's probably just, you know, yeah, yeah we can do that. Um, they just imagine that's what everyone does, you know. Well, I mean, they did read in the afternoon. Jamie and Alex playing that guitar together, but different, and that's hard as well. So they've always had that. But um, but yeah, th this song is a bit of a mishmash, really, because then they go back into the hip hop verses, and then unexpectedly, like a minute into the song, like it's literally a minute in because the song's only two minutes and whatever, it's a breakdown. So it goes like verse, interlude, chorus, whatever, verse, breakdown. Which is unexpected. You expect another chorus at least before, but um, <laughs> I, I think this chorus is one of the things that makes this song, isn't it? Um, I think this this breakdown captures the mood of the second half of the album. I would say with that kind of um, well, some of the second half of the album, particularly if you were there, beware. I think it's a bit if you were there, beware. Yeah, this kind of yeah, thing, that in there, yeah, a very moody and broody guitar or bass is it bass or guitar doing that do you think is it bass but it's hard to tell because it sounds like guitar sometimes but uh, but then it would be natural to think that it's bass you know they're dum, 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 dum. the breakdown like i was tempted to say bass but i'm not 100 well, sure well I, I would naturally think it's bass but it sounds yeah. guitar but then but then nick's done this before throughout this album he's made bass sound like brian storm in particular you know sound like guitar so i would be inclined to say that it's it's bass um like his it. effects pedals he does don't we all he likes a big flange uh the thunder suckle fuzz can flanger <laughs> the big muff. Uh, I had a big muff. The, the Blonder Sonic Shimmer Trap. That's another one. Oh, the, that, yeah, that's how they came up with the. Well, they were all albums. They decided they were going to come up with album titles by making up fake pedals, weren't they? That's and then, yeah. and then, but then they obviously went with Suck It and See and they just threw those into lyrics instead. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, they're funny, aren't they? Um, yeah. yeah. But, you know what this this bit this bass guitar the kind of doom, 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 it really reminded me of a song that gets trotted out for like film trailers and like dramatic parts of films and, tra and trailers i can't for the life remember what it is but it'll be like a it'll be like the camera will be going in on people's faces and it'll be like this week this decides the fate of you know like that and it'll be one of them and they, they play this they always use this rock song for it and i know it's probably a famous song in the back just couldn't place it at all. I have to wait until I see it on something and go, that's the song. They I'm use so it all funny. the time. Um, but it reminded me of that anyway. So if anyone does know, please email us or, or tweet us. You're, you're going to see that on the socials. Trailer, and, then, and then you'll be the DiCaprio meme. Yes, our socials are yeah. all in the episode description. Click on the episode description in your podcast player of choice. You can find links to our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the TikToks. And our email address is arcticmonkeyspodcast at gmail.com. Get in touch. Tell us how you listen. Tell us where you listen. Tell us what you're doing when you listen. Tick tock, tick tock. And you can also find our subscriber link. I've got some socials for you. It's going so well. I know. I couldn't. I didn't put enough. Um, I didn't put enough. Um, and then I lost a bit. Volume up. I'm going to be able to hear that six through one ear next week. Nah, you're rocking it out. Oh, it's only a week. Don't. Every time you say it, I get giddy again. Oh, because tomorrow night, right? I'm, we're having a drink. We're just in the flat because we, we've got a big 
weekend out last weekend spent spent 400 quid well last weekend you know i know fucking outrageous 200 quid 250 quid in didsbury on saturday oh that's fucking horrible um just for two of us so we're just gonna have drinks in the flat in anticipation of a what is a big week next week and i've decided that we're going to do the elton playlist of the gigs and we're going to do the Arts monkeys playlist of the songs that we suspect will be played or watch yeah. them you know so ooh, it's gonna be i'm gonna it's like a pre-show show it's like a warm-up for the week you know um <laughs> ooh. um but yeah to go back to the song um so when it when it's coming back in well, we're doing that. We do that like, oh, like Jamie's little inserts on the um, breakdown, by the way, of his little, they're very nice, aren't they? They're kind of a classic Jamie Cook um, yeah. inserts there. Eat cookie. Then we're from one from the cookie jar. Then, hey, stop. Move away from the cookie jar. Then we're doing that. Um, we're doing that interlude again. That ding, 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 ding. But we basically go back into the opening riff. But good old Helders, he enhances it again. He improves it, so he changes it up again. I think he's. I think he saves it from potentially being a bit, a bit monotonous or the same. This song by throwing in some good build-up drums as he goes. Yeah. Like he, he stops it from being like, oh, this riff again, you know. Um, so he does. Which is what, to be fair, that worst monkeys list. Did say like we apologize to my helders for the song or whatever putting it in the list or whatever so um but yeah i really like this i think it builds quite nicely and it's toe tappy could they have done more yeah. with it the breakdown and this bit potentially but i think it works in the context of the rest of the song i'd say i don't think it's like you know then think... in the context of the rest of the album as well i think it i think it's it's, this is almost peak favorite worst nightmare. I think mm, it is that sound, isn't it? It is that kind of perfect sound. Yeah, it's, it's probably the best example of that sound. I think the outro, the music outro, is what makes this song so great. I think like the sound of the drums cracking out the cowbell again. Is he? Give us not seen since. I think so. Not More seen cowbell. since um, since vampires. Um cracking out the cowbell and um he's just sort of throwing these I like well, I like the general I've said this before on this album, I like the sound of the drums. I think James Ford did a great production or Mike Crossy, whoever set them up, um did a great production of the drums. Um I very much like the bass line, it's catchy. But I think the outro with the way it goes out and they're just doing that riff and the drums are kind of doing these other beats to it. I just think it it's it builds this great end. Well, the you thing know, is, much like Fate Tales. I can't because you may remember when we when there was the leaked version of this album before it was released, it skipped on the outro. Do you remember? So yeah, we didn't hear it. Like, so we didn't get to hear the outro properly. So we, we just had this this open this open gap in our minds that was where that where that intro was. And then because I remember when I when I actually got the album, when the album actually came out, and I got it, I just fast forwarded straight to that bit just to be like, hey, it's in. I do you remember know, that. Yeah, you know, you know right, when you got unre unresolved <laughs> melody. Yeah, so it was right for sailing the high seas and pirate in it. But we paid <laughs> we paid for it when it came out. 
Yeah, we did. Yeah, so I think that, that absolves us of any guilt. And now I, I always do without six albums. I always pay for them. Yes, always. Yeah, and now I've bought them all again on vinyl, so I've actually paid for them all yeah. multiple times. And I've, um, I've, <laughs> yeah, and now I pay because um, streaming is a thing. I must between music and TV, I probably pay out about seventy, eighty pounds a month to have everything. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> and still, and you still don't get everything. <laughs> I think I fucking pretty no, I don't no, because there's like cool stuff in America that I can't get, like Hulu, unless I get one of those um, VPNs and then pay for that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, don't get me started, can... mate. <laughs> I, I, DVDs are going to come back soon. I think. I, I don't no, think. I hope not. DVDs come back. That, that's way more of an expense to buy DVDs. Way more. Not right now. It's not. Well, like fifty p in CEX. <laughs> yeah, but they'll go straight back up if they came a thing again. It's like it's like but, people yeah, buy but... like it's like vinyls are like. Tw- well, the gig when I went to the Philips Hoey gig the other night, and I bought that guy. You know the warmer packs bands. He was yeah. stood there selling them himself, poor bugger. Yeah. And I thought, I thought, you know what? I liked him. I, you know, I'll get it. You know, he could be big one day. So I'll get the vinyl. And then um, as I was buying it off him, and I thought, well, Philips Hoey's is twenty five quid the vinyl, so this one isn't going to be the standard twenty five pound vinyl price. This will be like fifteen quid. So I said, oh mate, I said, oh, can I buy this one? And she went, oh yeah, Phil, he wants to buy one of yours. So he was like, oh yeah, yeah. chatting to him, nice guy. Um, and he went, yep, that'll be twenty five quid. And I was like, freaking, I went, oh right, yep, yeah. buying it begrudgingly, like twenty five pound. You fucking, you're no one, mate. You're no one, and I. <laughs> tell you mate D- dvds physical media, listen to this back. i'll tell, I'll tell you what when uh when streaming goes tits up the stud holding a cex card is going to get a lot of blowjobs i think we're way past it mate i think we're way past those days <laughs> <laughs> way past it i only pay for i pay for netflix for about four people in my family so i pay for the most expensive netflix i pay for paramount plus i pay for now tv and the football I play for BT Sport for the football, which isn't going to be needed next year, but I'm in contract for two years, so that's good. Um, no Europe. Uh, got got ahead of myself when I took that deal out, didn't I? Well, we'll be in Europe for the next two seasons. No need to worry still, about that. You'll still get the <laughs> odd 12-30 game, yeah. game once every yeah. two months. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll be in the Conference League. Who knows? Um, and then um, we'll get... I, I pay for, yeah, I think there's another... Oh, Prime, but that comes with the delivery, so that's all right. Yeah. Pat on my ass, Nick. Pat on my ass for these. But but I do watch oh Apple. But I tell you Disney Plus as well. I pay for. It's all horrendous, mate. I, they all, I, tell you I, what, I they don't all have a problem pay. with Disney Plus because I got No, Disney Plus is fantastic. And you know what? I don't yeah. have a problem with Apple. The content on Apple is superb. So I don't begrudge any of them actually. They all prime it's my own fault for needing to watch everything. So I need to pay for them all. Yeah. Um but anyway, moving on. Um <laughs> this song, yeah. Um Love the outro, great build-up, amazing. When we did finally get to listen to it, yeah, I really love the way it gets to that. Um, and as we said before, I feel that the act, not the outro with the, I don't mean the slow bit, I mean when it goes fast for the outro, that's the bit I love. It builds up to that end. I really think that's the best bit of the song. But um, very fake tales end, as we said before. I like that kind of is very much the of this album, isn't it? Um, spiritual partners, I feel. Much like, yeah. but then Teddy Pick is also a spiritual partner in Fate Tales, so they kind of merge, merge, or just in putting one big melting pot <laughs> together. Um, but yeah, that I think this is a musically, I think this is a, definitely a step up from the last one. 
maybe a step up mm. from Teddy Picker in terms of just a bit of skill and a bit of the ref and stuff like that, maybe rather than just the same, you know, style, but but doesn't have the doesn't have everything else that Teddy Picker has, you know. So um it doesn't have a cool solo either. So but I do really Which like it, not. I like the breakdown. So yeah, tune, tune. Yeah, cool. Should we get cool. into the lyrics of it? Let's do it. Oh, so Alex's vocal performance, um, I'd say a bit more in line with the kind of breathless rap of the first album. Um, yes, but also still with that improvement that we've heard, though, I'd say from the last few, like he's, he's better, he sounds better. And I don't know if he's just better produced or whether he's he's just improved he, a bit he, on tour. He's still he's almost there, the, the proper singing coming through again. Well, I think it's still that um, that thing of he's, he's not the snarky young lad, he's the snarky mm. pop star now you know rock star yeah. so he's, he's a bit more refined i'd say the sound um so nick what do you think or what has your interpretation always been of what this song is about is it boot uh, a bit, bit of shagging bit of shagging anything more specific than that or i mean i, I agree no. but anything more specific yeah. So, no, that, that, that's literally all I've got on my mind, full stop. So, so it's just <laughs> that wasn't even my answer to your question. That was just me thinking out loud. <laughs> just thinking out loud. No, I agree. It is about shagging, but I think possibly, it's possibly actually... even illicit shagging as well. Possibly even shagging that you shouldn't be doing. Oh, absolutely. I think it's a metaphor for a man having sex with another man's partner. In fact, yes, I think it's about and being the, the uh, well, the toe. I don't want to get too icky, but the cook, the cook holder. Who's the yeah. cuckold? The cuckold's the one that's being cheated on. So what's the guy? The bull. The bull? Is that, that's the term, isn't it? You've just introduced me to a whole new world there, Dan. Well, I'm a dirty bugger now. Um, I'm a dirty little hobbit. No, no, I know this. I think I've... think i uh, I think the, the guy that fucks the guy's wife is the bull. I think I've seen it in films what's and TV. What's a unicorn, then? <laughs> um, There's a unicorn your... <laughs> fits into all this somewhere. Your, your next shag, mythical. Um, I, just, we... <laughs> I just, I just want to know how how he knows so much about swinging. Modern education. <laughs> yeah. What's a cook then? Um, I uh, yeah. So I think the ball is not this important, but I think the. So I think this is about the guy who fucks another man's girlfriend, and there might be a bit more than that as we go. But and I think the balaclava is the metaphor for the way that he is using her. So he wants sexual pleasure with her but he doesn't want anything past that he doesn't want emotional relationship um you know he doesn't care that he's damaging this relationship by seducing this woman let's say he's the he's the guy like so so the act of robbing people's houses with balaclavas and running away from them is all a metaphor for that so so to dive in the opening one running off over next door's garden before the hour is done it's more a question of feeling than it is a question of fun so I, th this could actually literally be him running away, obviously, from the house, post, 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 coitus, post, uh, post, I just post, post coitus, if the boyfriend came home or whatever, like, or it could be kind of like, you don't, or it could be like in the way that you don't like to get like biblical, but like covet your neighbor's wife, you know, you don't running off over next to garden, shagging the neighbor's missus or whatever. Um, but I think the so it could be metaphorical. It could just be literally running away. It could be. I think it. I think it does. I think it was me like stepping out with your neighbor's wife. You know that that's a term, right? Like having an affair, stepping out with your neighbor's wife. Is that a thing? Is that a term? It's, it sounds like there's a term similar to it that now. that exists. Well, it's now stepping out with your neighbor's wife. Um, I don't 
I'm really hoping that I watched Wheel of Fortune at the weekend and it's like, come and say in. It's like, <laughs> with your name as well. <laughs> Daniel Hart, 2023. Don't believe the hype <laughs> podcast. Um, I think the, the second part, though, is more like um, when, it, when it says it's more a question of feeling than a question of fun, it's, it's more on sexual attraction, instinct than any idea of like fun like when you just have that attraction and you just go for it and fuck the consequences you know like from her point of view um i think that because there was a time when i used to think this was about pulling girls in a club but i think it is similar it's just that it's about the balaclava it's just about it's still about a player let's say but it's just about showing you someone you know's wife and i think as the lyrics go we'll maybe see that more but um so he says the confidence of the balaclava I'm sure you'll baffle them good. Will the ending reek of salty cheeks and runny makeup alone? So, as I've said, for me, the balaclava is the mask he wears hiding his emotion, but also the balaclava is also his like charm and seduction. So he like tricks her, seduces her, but then he won't take it off and reveal what's underneath, you know, metaphorically. Um, and then obviously, we're going to see a bit more of. Well, so very much character we're going to see a bit more of, and and a character, you know, yeah, I mean probably post this album there's probably similar around there but yeah. but um but I, so then you reek of salty cheeks and when you make up alone that's like when you're done with her she'll be crying she'll be heartbroken that's it but is it also possible that salty cheeks is a crude innuendo i knew you're gonna go there i, don't, I didn't want to go there i'm, you I'm there. just saying he's not beneath doing that is he because we've had this before a little bit with you know hard in the morning and shit so he's not beneath a little bit of a innuendo in her endo um ludo bagman for some reason popped in my head then no idea why um <laughs> don't know similar sounding don't know but but i don't think he's beneath that do you think that's too rank salty cheek so yeah i don't want to explain yeah. why i'm just going to assume anyone listening knows what i'm getting at i'm not going to say it but do you I, think that's I too think it's crude? More... It's crying, isn't it? Yeah. He loves a crying metaphor, yeah. doesn't he? So yeah, that, that, that's 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 more crude. Metaphor simile. I don't want to metaphor. Like hard in the morning is cheeky. Hard in the morning is like salty cheeks relating sexually is a bit too. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit less. It's a bit less. That one's like you know sixties um, confessions of Bordy. a woman. This, this one yeah. would be fake taxi. You know what I mean? It's a bit too crude. It's a bit, <laughs> a bit too rich for me. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he's gone there. Surely, but but it's it's funny when you think that and you think, oh god. Um, what episode was it that we did where we mentioned those films? Uh, would be it'll be Frank Spencer episode. No, it, um, no, it's later. I think was it the one that sounded was it No Buses that sounded like Frank Spencer or something. Oh, it was one that I uh, know Frank Spencer. Um, it was one, was it George one that sounded John Formby? Was it around one of those where it sounded a bit like like when the sun goes down, maybe something like that? Maybe, when, yeah. the start of that, yeah, yeah, maybe um, it was. Yeah, if you know for dedicated fans, let us know. Um, yeah, let us know when it was. We were talking about the uh, oh, I'll fix your washing machine. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I don't think he's beneath it, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to think that he did. Yeah, Although, I'm not, I'm not know, having the, that. The title of the next song is called my propeller and oiling up those sticky keys. So I don't want to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. anything's possible, but I think even Salty Cheeks is a bit grimmer than that. Just wait to wait till we get to potion approaching. Mate. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a, there's a um, crude metaphor in the next album. In the next track, there's a crude metaphor. In yes. fact, doesn't the Faith Whitworth Nightmare cover have dicks on it? 
Yes. Or what looked like dicks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's possible. Um, yeah, I just dug out those when we were having our little session of looking at old pictures on Facebook the night. I've uh, found my pictures from that the gig at the cricket ground, and it was like big dicks up at the side of the, where the screens were mm, at the side of the stage. Yeah, yeah. Just big knobs. Yeah. So he's not, yeah, he's not beneath it, but I think even that is a step above even my propeller and dicks yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah. crude, isn't it? Very crude. Yeah. yeah. But people, I hope people, everyone listening knows, there's people going, what are they talking about? And But I'm not going to say it's it. You're not going to make me say it. I'm not going to say it. And then the next line is, or will blood run down the face of a boy bewildered and scorned? Now, assuming that what I think the song about is right, and I think it's, um, I think it's fairly accurate based off some of the lyrics, but... This could be either the outcome where a partner is heartbroken and you've ruined the relationship. So, you know, blood run down the face in that metaphorical sense of a boy bewildered and scorned. Or it could actually be an actual fight when he finds out. Yeah, so, either an actual so, fight when he finds out or the blood just draining from his face when he finds out. You know, when you go pale. When you're... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would go for the metaphor one with the blood draining the face because um, I think that fits... Um, the outcome of it that Alex shares in the next lyric. So, or you'll find yourself in a skirmish where you wish you'd never been born. Linked with you tie yourself to the tracks. There isn't no going back, and it's wrong, wrong, wrong. But we'll do it anyway because we love because we love a bit of trouble. Um, so, like, I think linked with that, it would be more the metaphorical one because this is. I always think this is like, yeah, if you find yourself in a skirmish where you wish you'd never been born. I think if you think it's metaphorical in terms of the blood draining and you're ruining the relationship. I think he's saying, or if he was to go through and stay with her, this guy that's, that's done the, the dirty, would he find himself in a situation that he doesn't want to be in where he's stuck with her? Like where you wish he'd never been born, you know? So you either fuck them over or you end up in a situation that you don't want, you know? Um, and then, yeah, the, you tie yourself to the tracks and that, I think is like you put yourself in the way of the danger with this. So the train is on coming. As in, like, you know it's wrong or it's just it's risky business to sleep with someone's partner, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, neither of us would ever do that. <laughs> I can't I can't get I can't get with any single people, Dan. Never mind uh people who are attached. Oh yeah, I wasn't talking about you, was I? Um, no, I know. I know. I was just, um, I was just moving it on from your shame. I, I can't even say the most shameful, the shame of those situations which you know. No, so, no I can not publicly say that could I ever, <laughs> ever. No, I don't want to be cancelled by association. That would be a very much if you were to shout out that, that would be a very much Russell Brand, Jennifer Ross, <laughs> Andrew yeah. Sachs scenario, yeah. wouldn't it? Call it Andrew uh, Sachs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's like the danger, like so um you tell yourself to the tracks, but once you've done it, you can't go back. Once you've slept with someone's wife or partner or whatever, you can't go back. And even though you know it's wrong, you'll do it anyway because you fucking love it and you enjoy it and you want to sleep with her and you want to seduce this married or partnered woman for your own ends um, so so there is a there is a school of thought with this when i was doing a little bit of research and it entered my head as well that 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 i'd always assume this was a stranger but there's some people that think that is this someone doing this to someone that they know so is it like is it like a one-off with this woman or is it is he a serial shagger that doesn't care like like in terms of like is it is it his friend that he's doing it to he knows the bloke because i think there's a line that says it um i get vibes of both perhaps i'm not sure where to land on it but um yeah i, I think it's potentially 
Well, it does. I mean, this type of person who's happy to like kind of ruin relationships, they, they they will usually tend to have like one person that they'll fall back on. Well, the, yeah. I mean? Well, the, the school of thought comes from I think that um, I keep saying school of thought for like this is any kind of academic discussion, but <laughs> it is. It's a lecture. Um, <laughs> I, I this is interpreting art. Well, it is. I guess we can say that. Are you pulling a? So are you pulling her from a burning building or throwing her to the sharks? I think people assume that by that, it means that are you saving her from an unhappy relationship, the burning building, or are you just using her for sex and throwing her back into an even worse situation, which would allude that he would know something about the the relationship, which implies that he knows them. You know what I mean? So if the guy's like a dick and and you could, in, you could read that as you're pulling her, saving her from this by seducing her and taking her away. But then if you're just going to, bin her off and leave her not only in perhaps an abusive or horrible or whatever relationship and the guy knowing that she cheated on him then you know That's what well are you well. doing what's the one yeah exactly you really phone us <laughs> at the sharks um and then can only hope that the ending is as pleasurable as the start which is a great line i think so now the now there's one way of this which is like i only hope you don't just fuck her off and actually this ends well and you treat her as good as you've charmed her from the beginning. So I can only hope the ending is possible to start like that. You don't just ruin her life. You're actually going to be as nice as you were at the beginning of the kind of guys that are, they'll make you fall in love with them and then they'll break your heart type scenario. Wouldn't mention about that. Um, but I, I hope, <laughs> so to go back to crudeness, but in a more cheeky way, I think this one could happen. I hope what this actually means is I always thought this was like, I can, I can only hope that the sex is as good as the charm was. So as charming and seductive he was and in the shit situation you're in, at least I can only hope that the sex was good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at, least, at least you, I hope you got that out of it, if nothing else, is that he was good in bed. Like, <laughs> I only hope that the ending is as pleasurable as the start, you know? But I think I'm leaning more towards it not being that and it actually being Alex saying, like, I can only hope that he's as nice after it as he is before it, the sex, yeah. which, you know, you could put that into... Could situation. easily easily yeah, yeah. be either, but I'm I'd lean towards the second. Yeah, it could be it, because it's yeah. very deeds with dangerous ass that you know somebody sleeping with someone and then wanting to get away. You know, can only help the end as possible to start. So it could be either. Yeah, but I I like I think that's I don't think it quite works in the cheeky sex way as well as as it does in another song, a B side. There's a similar ish couple of lines about a similar type of character to the B side to this album where I think those kind of lines work more. So I would suggest he's not doing it because we know he can do it better. So. Um, yeah, and then we've got the confidence of the balaclava. I'm sure you baffle them straight, and it's wrong, wrong, wrong. She can hardly wait. So, the same sentiment as before, but he changes that last line to, um, she can hardly wait. So, I'm almost saying, like, she's gagging for it, basically. Yeah, she wants it, she wants it from you. Yeah, um, for it. who do you put to blame? So, so I've had this, I had this conversation recently because I was watching something with Ricky, and I, and I, we had a discussion of if, if you're to say there's a married couple and you meet the wife and you sleep with her, mm. are you absolved of guilt because you're not the one that's breaking the terms of a relationship? Or Vicky said, well, this is the woman's take compared <laughs> to whatever we'll say, is she <laughs> said that if you don't know when you sleep with her, then obviously you haven't done anything wrong. But yeah, if you that's... know she's married and then sleep with her, then you've you've you shouldn't be doing that. That's not right. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with Vicky there. If, if, if you don't know, 
than I wasn't, but <laughs> I, I well, I said, well, she knows. I've done something similar. I'll just say it. I'm not going to go into detail, but but a couple uh, a couple of times. Bloody, I've said that now. It makes me sound even worse. But but I would say it depends. But but yeah, I think it's not right, is it? Didn't stop me, but it's not right. I, I agree that it's not right to do that. If you know, you know it's what not I mean. Right, but it's okay. <laughs> I think I think it depends. I think it's only. I think it's really. But the only the only thing that's stopped me once was a. Um, like a kid being involved in that situation i was like nope absolutely not i'm not doing that mm -hmm. so there is a moral well, in there there is a moral center to me. <laughs> no <laughs> so, man, I mean, the kid was an offer but it was married and i thought <laughs> no. it's and then, married you, kids you know what i meant <laughs> um some states in america where that's still legal just putting that out there. um but yeah i found out today but uh, not because i'm you know looking for places to go is <laughs> why i found out i just heard it in a news story yeah, yeah. So, so I think it is wrong. Of course, it is wrong to do that. Yeah, I think sometimes when you're younger, you don't think things like that are wrong. I say younger it was a few years ago, but um, younger technically. Technically, I'm always younger. A day ahead, I'm younger. So, so but I think you take each case on its merits. I think the two that I was involved that you know of, I think I, I was absolved of guilt with those by the circumstance. So, um, okay. yeah. You tell yourself that, mate. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was. I'm not saying why on air, but I was. Uh, well, one of them said it was an open relationship, and one of them didn't tell me. So there you go. I'm, I, someone says when I'm in a relationship, my husband's fine with it. It's nothing to do with me, is it? I've been told I'm supposed to oh, fact check it. Ring him and go, is this true? <laughs> Have you met my husband, Paul? <laughs> um, but anyway. Um... I'm just picturing you in a sidecar now. He was in the, the cupboard was shaking um so so yeah i i assume this is more like let's say seducer has honed in on her and won't relinquish her until he's had his way i think this is more the kind of guy who's, who's doing it to someone that isn't in an unhappy relationship they're in a perfectly fine relationship but he wants her so he shall have her and he will pursue her actively seducing and pursue there's one thing to have a woman come on to you that's married and you know and she's married and you get off of but actively pursuing a married person is probably quite awful isn't it um obviously the shaggers perform bit speaks for <laughs> it just sounds like me trying to defend myself now doesn't it um the shaggers perform speaks for itself doesn't it uh the dagger the daggers are drawn so presumable either it's him being done with her after the sex and sticking the knife in making it worse daggers are drawn yeah or daggers drawn meaning sex is that another reference? It's a bit weird because no, he I says because so. he says the shaggers perform, the daggers are drawn. So you could is it an erect penis? Are we talking about erect I, penis? I, I see it as I see the daggers drawn as preparing for trouble. Yeah, probably. Also, but it is weird as after shaggers, isn't it? Because we we love a bit of trouble. <laughs> there's been a few near misses of sexual innuendos in this, and there's got to be one. Uh, He's got to I know it's somewhere. It's a... I think shaggers and daggers is just a very oasisy kind of rhyming dictionary rhyme rather than there being anything else into it's it. It's not a great point. For, it's not one of his best, is it? He's better than this. Well, no, I remember when this first came out, loving that line. And I've just, got like just green. How... Your background, sorry, you're going got green like you're in it. You look like you're in a, um, yeah. in a cool nightclub then, you know, like when you walk into a yeah. bar and it's like that cool colour. Yeah, it is yeah, a bit did of it before, shit. I don't know why. I don't know why shit rhyming it. dictionary. In it. Maybe it's got a setting where it tries to adjust to light. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it is, but it is a crap rhyme, and it? it's not, he's better than that. But, but then if it is, um, it could also be the partners found out, so the daggers are drawn, you know, fight, fight at dusk or whatever, dawn, whatever it is, 12 yeah. noon, 12 noon, well, Saturday. we'll fight at 12 there. noon. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll find it midday. Uh, <laughs> um, in the morning. After breakfast. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll have a... We'll have a uh, what's it called? A brunch. We'll have a uh, unlimited brunch. And then we'll... Um, it's unlimited Prosecco. And we'll fight. Today we rise at daybreak. <laughs> Today we rise at eleven when the McDonald's breakfast stops. Um, who's the uh, who's the crooks in this crime? Interested in this situation again? Is it the single guy seducing? Is it the woman doing the cheating? Because she's not, you know, even though he seduced her, she's not completely innocent in this. You can always, no, no matter how seduced you should be, if you're married, you should always say no. No circumstances allowed. Just say no. Just say no. Um, which I think I'm comes from. Unless you're in love with a ship, which these days, you know, plenty of people are. Although I would say with that, it, it is a, I used to say it's not. I, I used to say this thing where that was like, even no matter how good the relationship was, I would never be able to say no to someone offering it. It was something silly I used to say when I was younger. Now that I am in a more um, healthy, committed relationship, I yeah. think you do actually have the ability to say no, don't you? No matter how seduced you are. I've actually found myself yeah. in situations where I'm like near in, on a dance floor or something, you know, and I'm like, nah, I'm like, nah, nah, can't be asked, thanks. Worst thing we did was developing a conscience, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I imagine the. Um, I imagine the actual it's I've never done it. I mean, I've done it before where I didn't care, but doing it now in a healthy relationship, I imagine it's a moment of of pleasure followed by a moment of deep regret and guilt. I, I think yeah. if you don't feel guilty afterwards or depressed about it, then you you shouldn't be in that relationship because <laughs> you don't care. I don't think the ending would be as pleasurable as the start there. <laughs> no, it wouldn't, would it? But yeah, he says, well, you'll be able to boast of the day of the... I like this lyric. You'll be able to boast of the day of... Another tricky word thing that he's... We'll be able to... You'll be able to boast of the day of the most flawless heist of all time. So I imagine that's here how he'll brag that he easily orchestrated stealing someone ex's girlfriend. That's him bragging about doing this, basically, which is even worse to do that. But yeah. Now, the last bit... Is interesting, I think. Very interesting. I think these are the most interesting lyrics in there. He says, You knew that it would be trouble right before the very first kiss, quiet, unassuming, but you heard that they were the naughtiest. So, um, so you knew that this would cause so much shit even before you did it. And is this like, because even though she's quiet and unassuming girl, you've heard that she was good in bed. So you're intrigued, or, or is it her? Is it about her? As in, like she's saying, like she was intrigued. She was, she was, uh, yeah. she had her head turned because she was intrigued. Could be mm. either or. Or he's talking about her because people always say, don't they? The quiet ones, they're the ones in bed. They're the sexual deviants. The quiet ones. You have to watch out for the quiet ones. <laughs> Which, in my yeah. experience, yeah, yeah. <laughs> usually, the most um, flamboyant of women are usually uh, disappointed. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, starfish. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk. Is, is what I, I believe they call it. On men, I imagine. Well, the, the men that probably give it out the most is macho and not, you know, women and that. They're probably, I would imagine, very selfish lovers is how I would always say it. Maybe yeah, I'm yeah. wrong. Not, Maybe I'm trying to make myself feel better. No, I think we put a good shift in, don't we? I'd imagine. <laughs> you got who are. You got who with us. You know, It's easy yeah. when you're good looking and you get women. We've got to put a good yeah. shift in to get good ratings. we get the word out. <laughs> we're just, we're just uh, happy to be in that whole arena. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate effort. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I always put, I always put a good shift in. I think. Um, I think I do. Yeah. 
Yeah, solid. Uh, she played solid, solid. Uh, she played, <laughs> and you, you're not allowed to do it. Job. <laughs> you can. It's called Rent Boy. Um, she I've got a license. You I've got my license suspended. <laughs> you really are. She pleaded with you to take it off, but you resisted and fought. But sorry, I love this. But sorry, sweetheart. It reminds me of a film. But sorry, sweetheart. I'd much rather keep on the balaclava. It's that in the film, like, for, I don't give my day. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Which, you know, as you know, I watched all four hours of that just to get to that. I have to admit, it's a trying film to watch. It's not. It's hard to watch in the modern age. It's very racist yeah. and very difficult in that yeah. sense. But and I thought, is it going to be worth it just to see this bit? It was worth it. Was. It, it, it is, was worth it. it. Just like it really is. I don't give a damn. And it was three, four in the morning. Yeah, and I was line. going, ah, that's the line. <laughs> it was absolutely worth yeah. it. Yeah. Um, don't think I'd watch it again, but I'm glad I experienced it. Sorry, sweetheart. I'd much rather keep on the balaclava. Closing <laughs> um, credits. Give me my Oscar now. Uh, yeah, wow. no, I, um, I, I love that line. Yeah, so she, she's she's begging him to remove the mask. So that's like be with her, yeah. whisk her away. Yourself, you yeah, know. you've on, seduced, you've seduced me. We've done it. Let's let's take me away. But he's had he's he's had his fill. He's got what he wanted, and now he's fucking off. So, um, she oh, likes sure. him, but he'd rather he'd rather be, he'd rather be that guy. Uh, <laughs> you'd rather be that guy. You don't want to be with her. You just want the sex and the seduction. Um, so here's a question for you, Nicholas Oli. Um, Oli, Oli. Uh, just, just Nicholas O'Malley was the natural next bit. Yeah. Say it. So it, it, is that last first person, because this song isn't first person until he says, but sorry, sweetheart, I'd much rather keep on the balaclava. Now, is that because it's a quote? So if you quote in someone saying that, you go into first person, obviously. Or is it Alex revealing, as he has many a time in the songs, you're that the this song is him. potentially he, the character is him. Do you think? I think mm. he's done it before, hasn't he? He's done it before, but was he like this? I don't know. There was there was that interview I saw with them around this album where they were kind of alluding to the fact that they were getting a plenty in between whatever people say on this album. Yeah, yeah. They were, uh, they were. Knocking plenty of boots. Um, boots. Knocking boots. Knocking Although, when did he get... He must have got a with Alexa at some point during this. But um, I don't know. It, might, yeah, was it, it was, was around... I think it was posters coming out, though. I'll have to look into it if I cared. Uh, we're not here for that. <laughs> we're not girls. <laughs> relevant to the music, which it would, you will. No, he's not. Of course, he's not. We know he's not with her yet because he's the next song is co-written by the person he's with, and five or five isn't. Yeah. And five or five isn't about her, so we know he's not during the production of this. So, but he did have a girlfriend. He must have, he must have done a lot of shagging in a very short space of time because this album is out fairly quickly after whatever people say I am. So there was. There was a lot of nights. My imagine, to be honest with you, if I was in their shoes and they were probably on tour for about four months, I'll be honest. Every was, night, I'll be honest with you, Nick. I bet it was every just, night. That spelling between the two albums must have been like. I was trying to have a different one every night than myself. Do you know what I mean? But I, but I didn't have the weight of being in the Arctic Monkeys behind me. So um, I imagine there was one every night. That tour bus was a rocking. With plenty knocking, of cocking. Knocking. <laughs> <So>, um, <laughs> we had to get crude, as we've alluded to, eventually. But yeah, I think it could be autobiographical, or it could autobiographical, autobiographical, but it could be just a quote of the character saying it. You know, sorry again, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. 
I just want to keep saying that now. So, but yeah, um, I think lyrically, um, again, that fucking you know guy on the worst list going, they're a bit too old to be talking about running around neighborhoods and robbing places. It's like, well, it's not what it's about, is it? What did you? What does he think? What? Right, I get it. Right, he hasn't looked into it and doesn't get that it's a metaphor. Right, but what does he think then? The line um, now the shaggers perform means <laughs> that was my first clue when I first listened to it that there's some kind of metaphor yeah. in there. Yeah an idiot right anyway i mean he lo- i mean he lost me there and then he lost me with fucking sculptures and everyone for the road and everything else um <laughs> it's 2013 all across the galaxy <laughs> i'd love them if they just re-released that every year with the year changed <laughs> yeah it's yeah. 2023 all across the galaxy See, if you're gonna do it this is the year to do it yeah, to do it. Ten years on. What would you do if yeah. we if they took out like the sets the same as we've seen, but they like they took out like Cornerstone and they went, we're well, we normally do Cornerstone, but we're gonna do an old favorite B side and we're gonna change it. It's two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Times they are changing. I think I'd leave. That, actually. I'm gonna listen to that when I, when I take the dog out. In a minute, I'd, leave so. if, I'd, I'd leave and go home if they did that. Wouldn't really upset me that one. I mean, you'd moan about it at best afterwards, but I don't think you'd leave. Uh, depends when in the set it was. Bear in mind, we're the like, number we're, one fan podcast. <laughs> we're gonna finish. We're gonna finish with Cornerstone, but we're gonna finish with 2013 updated instead. I'd be like, really, lads? Really? Where's well, yeah, lads, it would be. It would be. It would be crushing the disappointment for all of us. But and frankly, it would never happen. But I don't think you'd leave because you know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah. wouldn't. I'm just uh, just all talk, mate. Yeah. Just big words. Big words. No action. But yeah, I think it's a really cool um, metaphor. Like we're getting to these kind of metaphors now, aren't we? Like I think we got that obviously a bit in the next one, and then we're a bit straightforward for some of the others. But it's it's alluding, it's alluding, it's up, it's different. This album, obviously, next album's where we yeah. get every track is fucking mental, <laughs> metaphorical. Yeah. We'll never, never quite be the same again. Imagery. This podcast, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um. But but yeah. Um. So shall we do our favorite favorite? Uh, what do I do first? Favorite lyric? Do favorite lyric first. Favorite musical moment. Up to you. I'll leave it we'll to you. We'll do favorite, we'll do favorite lyrics. We've just, we've just done the lyrics, haven't we? So we'll do favorite lyric. Yeah. Too busy with the mind on clever lines. Um, mine is um, the end. So she pleaded with you to take it off, but you really didn't thought. But sorry, sweetheart, I had much rather keep on the balaclava. Anstis. <laughs> just reminded me of that for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think for you. With your lover. <laughs> Anstis. Try to think of you. you think Let's go to the trailer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, what's, what's your lyric? Is it that as well? It's the same, but I also like a year pulling her from a burning building off, throwing him throwing her to the shark. Oh, special mention for. I can only hope that the ending is as pleasurable as the start, which is a very yes. good, a very good line actually. Yeah, good as well, um, isn't it? Yeah, very good. Should we do our favourite musical moment? Moment. <laughs> I'm so giddy about this now, this gig. It's At the moment, John. The drums in the outro build-up bit. So not the very outro, the slow bit, the, the kind of the build-up riff. Outro. I just think he adds this kind of extra drum in that, as as well as we've said, and we'll have heard. But um, yeah, it's I love that bit. I love it. Mine is mine's the bass. 
That's nice yeah. Walk, walking baseline, I think they call it. I thought it would be the base. About the base so. Yeah, it's, it's a bit that kind of bluesy, that walking. Well, I don't think it's meandering enough because it's quite structured, so it's probably the opposite of that. But it's a scale. But um, yeah, but I, I do, I do. <laughs> well, you know. Also, honorable mention for the ding, 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 ding. Sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. Um, I another innuendo in innuendo filled song. Um, yes, thanks for the development for pointing that out. <laughs> uh, funnily enough, that, that, that was a big resurgence that same year when Arrest Development and Anchorman used it, didn't it? That one yeah. year that song suddenly came back to life, for, for, yeah, it'd be gone for 30 years. Um, <laughs> funny that, but but everything the cyclical nature of the universe, of the universe um, in which we live, yeah. I thought it was going to be the bass, but it was, yeah, the, the, I love that outro. I think it makes the song that better, it just mm. makes it a, a better song than, than D is for. Not dangerous animals, according to that company. In the top the kids throwing stuff at the others. <laughs> the kids throwing stuff at the others. Um, yeah, no, I really like the song, but you know, um, as we said, it's it's not like a classic. But you know, this album has plenty of those, so we're fine. And next week in particular is going to be great. And I'm glad we did change it. Everyone listening to uh, the Teddy Pickups, I will have heard us say only ones who know was the night before the gig. But um, circumstances, for, well, I don't want to say fortuitously because it was. People's illnesses, but fit, fit, yeah. things move. <laughs> no, it's fortuitous in terms of um, we get to do first night lesson the night before with a gig, which is way more exciting than doing only ones who know, which which I love. But first night of the lesson is cool and potentially going to be on yeah. the set list, so um, yeah. so yeah, very exciting. And we'll be able to talk about set list at the start of the episode and everything, so yeah, very exciting. Oh. Woo! I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. I don't oh. lose control. She's lost control again. What a mashup. Um, get on that, DJs. Um, I yeah, no, not, that tune. will not sound as good. When, when you <laughs> no, when you actually mix it. That will not sound as good as you thought. What uh, easier yeah. without any of the other elements apart from my voice, isn't it? I, yeah. I came up with a really good mashup, actually, which I'll, I'll, I'll send it to Was you it? after in, in WhatsApp. Okay. Was it I put it to write and I bet you look good on the dance floor? No, because I'm not a wanker. I, mean, <laughs> I, I am, but that's not the reason why. I predict no. that you did um, good in a riot. <laughs> don't, don't. That just about wraps up our look at track four from Favourite Worst Nightmare. So four. before we play you out with the the demo version, yes. what are we what are we on next week, Dan? Wait, I mean, we've said it enough, but, but oh, yeah. we've mentioned it several times. Oh, that wasn't, it wasn't that funny, though. Well, well, it's not even worth trying to cut. It's not try- worth trying to come up with something funny or witty for this next song. To be honest, if I ever have before, it it just makes me think of glorious summer days. Listening to it on repeat, I just hope that when we cover it, it'll still feel the same because you know nothing is as pretty as the past. Though, I don't think we have to fear that too much, as it's melodic, upbeat, catchy, clever, witty, and the only snag might be that talk of rascals and boys being slags who are now older could be a bit close to the bone. Yes, it's time for a song that, in my opinion, should never have left the set. It's a beautiful classic that shines even with a dick joke. It's sure to be a jam-packed episode. It's fluorescent adolescent. Great video as well. 
great video great video somewhere uh, i'm intrigued some, to see uh, what there's so many clips you could pick a lot of covers we can go through as well for this one uh, and and a lot of um performances you know you i don't know what you're going to use but there's also obviously honorable mention of jonathan ross performance Yes, so... I have, well, that's the way I'm thinking. I've I've also got a song that the bass line reminds me of as well. Jam packed. Night before the gig, uh, jam packed. Not just the bass line. I think I think it's just a song that I think they were influenced by when they when they wrote it. I think. But okay. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting, getting oh, your opinion. Yeah, actually, I have what I have that as well. That there's a sound of, of what I would call the Jamie Cook special guitar that reminds me of another song that inspired it. Is it in relation to guitar? Do you hear it? No, mine's in in relation in relation to the bass, but also oh. kind of also kind of the 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 style of the lyrics. Well, I've well. got a guitar bit that I think very much inspired it, and it even when you hear it, when I point it out, I think it will blow your mind that you'll go, "Oh my god, yeah." I do think it's quite a mind-blowing moment. So look forward to that, listeners. So we've got a lot. We've got a lot. Next week's going to be absolutely fucking fantastic. Yeah. And it's the night before the gig. It's the night before the gig. If I'm still alive, I haven't died of... But you know know what? Anticipation there, Nick, what it has the habit to do. Nah, not with these boys. Not with these boys. Uh, Not with these boys in Ellen. (laughs) They won't won't do that to us. Right. (laughs) We are going to play you out with the demo. And then we'll be back next week. Say goodbye to the nice people, Dan. Goodbye, Bye. my lover. Goodbye, my friends. You have been the one. I'm putting that out just, 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 just <laughs> You've been the one for me. Bye, my lovers. Goodbye, my friends. That was a good impression, that. Keep that in. You have been the yeah. one for no, me. No, that was more <laughs> Michael Scott. Doing, that's Michael Scott doing James Blunt. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. In many ways, I am yeah. like a Michael Scott. <laughs> anyway, go on. Bye-bye. Fucking... <laughs> Running off over an exhaust garden before the hour is done. It's more a question of feeling than it is a question of fun. The confidence is the battle of club, I'm sure you'll baffle them good. With the ending reek of salty cheeks and runny makeup alone, I will put good down the face of a modern From a burning building or from the edge of the shop Only hope that the end of it is flexible as the start Confidence is the battle of God, I'm so bound to say And it's wrong, 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 but she can hardly wait That's right, he won't let her out his sight Now the shaggers perform and the daggers are drawn Who's the crooks in this crime? That's right, he won't let her out now the shaggers perform, the daggers are drawn, it's the crooks in this crime!
Now Believe the Hype is hosted and produced weekly by Nick Lee and Dan Holt. Music used in the titles is royalty-free music courtesy of Les FM. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast player of choice to be notified every Wednesday when a new episode is released. And if you want to help us out further, be sure to like and review to help make us more visible to like-minded souls. We'll see you next week with more of the same.